Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national and international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Yes, this is the Anarchist World this week. Yes, it's the first program for 2016. And yes, it is live. L-I-V-E. That's if I'm alive, but that's an issue I've got to look at. I've got to speak to God about that. Whether I'm alive or I'm dead, I'm not sure some days. Look, if you wonder what anarchy is all about, anarchist society is a voluntary, non-hierarchical society based on the creation of political and social structures which are based on equal decision-making power. Uh, that's uh, a society where power is shared through direct democratic means, a society where wealth is held in common. And why these two principles, equal power and equal wealth? Very simple. Hierarchy is at the very root of uh, power imbalances in our society. And it's uh, very important, very important, that uh, we challenge these now the great thing about the silly season and it is the silly season is that non-news becomes news and news never seems to hit the airwaves or the front pages it's just extraordinary isn't it it is just extraordinary the situation we find ourselves in now, in Australia, over the last two or three days, we've got ourselves in a little bit of a tiz regarding some corporate media stars who've been uh, denigrated by uh, some cricketer whose name I've forgotten and some minister whose name I try not to remember. And this story's been going on for three bloody days. Three days. And this highlights everything that is wrong with the domination of the country's thinking by the corporate-owned media. Now, look, we can look at the ins and outs of the particular issue, but I'm not going to look at that ins and outs. Because I find it quite extraordinary that we have this three-day, you know, hullabaloo regarding these issues. And I can't remember one 
of the News Corporation hacks and the Channel 10 hacks standing up when Julia Gillard was the subject of some of the most vile comments that you could hear. I could actually remember News Corporation fanning, and 21st uh, Century's Fox, you know, uh, uh, Murdoch's other arm, fanning, fanning the... Uh, words escape me. Just, you know, pouring petrol into the fire. Because, you see, what we need to remember is that there are issues that are... Every issue obviously has an importance, but there are issues that are important which we never hear about, never discuss in the corporate-owned media and to a lesser extent in the government guild at ABC in this country every day. And why I comment on it is because they continue to set the political, social, cultural agenda in this country. And those of you who think that newspapers are dead, they're not dead in terms of influence. They may be dead in terms of profitability, but they're not dead in terms of influence. Because television and radio and most of the chat blogs on the World Wide Web take their direction from the newspapers because they don't have the staff or the intelligence to actually analyse the news and they take their direction what is important that day, that week, that year. What is the issue that's important? And that's why on a day-to-day basis we're immersed in a sea of banality We're immersed in a sea of innuendo every day, every day. It doesn't change because it is not in the interest of the corporate-owned media to actually look behind the scenes, look at what's actually happening. It is not in their interest because they are the corporate-owned media. It's that simple. Give you an example. Give you an example. To me, this should be the issue of the week. But you know, being an idiot, and obviously most of my listeners being idiots, because they listen to the Anarchist World this week. You know, instead of the usual garbage on the corporate-owned media and the government guild at ABC. Did you know that the richest four hundred people in the world? That's right that they own more of the wealth in this country than 80% of the world's population, that the richest 400 millions total assets are 5.37 trillion as of of a week ago, and their wealth is more than the combined wealth of five. Point five billion 
people. That's 80% of the world's population. So you've got 400 people on this planet who have more wealth than 80% of the world's population. Their yearly, their wealth is greater than the gross domestic product of every nation on planet Earth except the United States, China and Japan. And you know that since the Great Depression in 1929, 95%, now remember these words, 95%, 95% of profits have gone to the top 1%. Now, these are extraordinarily important facts because they highlight why there's so much poverty, inequality, social division and major issues around the planet. They highlight it, but it is never an issue of discussion, never an issue of discussion, never, never, never in a million years is an issue of discussion. 400 people's combined wealth is greater than the combined wealth of 80% of the world's population, 5.5 billion. And these changes have accelerated over the past 40 years during the deregulation, privatisation, corporatisation, globalisation revolution that has not only swept Australia but swept the rest of the world. As the world's richest and most powerful people usurp the power of the nation-state, whether it's democratic or not. It's quite extraordinary. But these are not. This is not the discussion that you will hear. You'll hear about some, you know, crappy corporate media sport employee, or some crappy pseudo political corporate media hack. You know, you know, being uh, upset because of uh, inappropriate commentary, and it becomes an issue for weeks, not just days, weeks, when things like this are buried. I'll give you another example. This is, this is another, a more local example. Let's look at Australia. Now, 10 days ago, 10 to 12 days ago, some important figures were released in this country. They were released and then buried. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the corporate-owned media and the Government Guild at ABC as they talk about you know, the lint in your belly button and what your holidays were like, and uh, did you use a caravan? And the list goes on. Of the 1,500 major companies in this country who are trading in this country, one-third did not pay one cent in tax. 
Now, my favourite 24-carat lean is News Corporation, Murdoch's uh, print arm in Australia, as you know, received an $886 million tax refund in uh, 2013 and paid no tax in 2014, but it's not front-page news, is it? Never front-page news. Never front-page news. And that's the extraordinary thing. Now, of the other two-thirds of these corporations, most of them paid less than 5% tax on their profits. Less than 5% tax on their profits. It was mentioned briefly that one-third didn't pay tax and then it disappeared. It disappeared. I mean, this is important news because, you know, if you're an idiot like me and you attempt to join the dots about what's happening in society, when somebody says to me, there is not enough money to pay for the medical needs of, you know, my patient, or there is not enough money to assist them in their hour of need, or there is not enough money for public education, or there is not enough money for public infrastructure, so we need, you know, to sell off, you know, the port of Melbourne to get rid of 50 rail crossings and give Transurban another great tax minimizer, Transurban, you know, another 10 years of, you know, exploiting this, you know, the, the people of uh, Victoria. And the list goes on and on because it's not an issue, is it? It is not an issue. What is a central issue? The fact that corporate, 24-carat corporate leaners are not paying tax and in some cases getting tax refunds for having very smart and clever accountants who you know, can pick holes through Australia's corporate-friendly tax laws. That's not the front-page issue. That should be the front-page issue on every, every day because if your bloody grandmother can't get her hip replacement for three years and needs to live in pain, you know, because there's not enough money. Why do you think there's not enough money? Because still in 2015, over nearly 70% of every dollar that's raised in taxation revenue comes from pay-as-you-earn taxpayers. Extraordinary, isn't it? Extraordinary. But that's the type of society we live in today. And we have allowed that to occur. Now, I'm sitting here, and as I walked into the studio, some nice person gave me this bundle of uh, new applications to join public interests before corporate interests. And there's a few letters of people who've uh, joined from New South Wales, and the list goes on and on. Now, we established public interest before corporate interests in the middle of last year for one very good reason. And that is because there is nobody in this society today who is willing to put up their hands for the public interests. There are no public intellectuals because the universities now have reined in their intellectuals and put them on, you know, uh, short-term contracts. So there is nobody from the university sector talking on behalf 
of the public. There is nobody from the major political parties because most of them are so tied up with the problem of getting enough funds to launch their next election campaign. But more importantly, they're so frightened of the corporate-owned media and the government guild at ABC giving them a hard time if they take on the corporate sector that they have abrogated their responsibility as the people's representatives in Parliament. Now, currently, public interest before corporate interest has about 470 members. Now, we are looking for two types of members. I'm being very, you know, you know, truthful about this, two types. Now, many of the people who join public interest before corporate interest are so disillusioned with the political processes, they have taken themselves off the electoral roll. Many others are on the electoral roll. Now, in order to register as a political party before the next federal election, if not this federal election, next federal election, because we have no intention of going anywhere and we have no intention of just restricting our activities you know, to uh, casting a ballot in a ballot box every three years. We are a movement, and that's what we're going to become, a movement that aims to ensure the interests of the Australian public, yes, the word public, and what we found, which is fascinating, is most Australians don't even understand the concept of public. The fact that there is a public sphere. Because we have had so much deregulation, globalisation, corporatisation, privatisation garbage to swim through over the last 40 years that the concept of the public good has disappeared from discussion. It's all about the welfare of some corporate employed hack. Now we need to understand I'll give you another example how it's all it's all tied in, and that's, that's the key. That's what people listen to the anarchist world this week, because it's all tied in. It's very simple. It's all tied in. There is nothing complex about politics. There's nothing complex about cultural and social change. It is very simple. There are those people who have the power and wealth to determine the type of society we are, and then there are those people who are fighting amongst themselves, waiting for the crumbs to be brushed off the corporate table. It's very simple. It's not difficult. And what we've seen in the last 40 years is the pushing back, pushing back of every major reform that occurred between the period of the Eureka Rebellion on the 3rd of December 1854 and the dismissal of the Whitlam Labor government on the 11th of uh, November 1975. All the reforms which were wrested from the ruling classes through the blood, sweat and tears of generations of people on this continent are now being shunted aside, pushed aside, removed while our mates, who are all upset about, you know, being denigrated, publicly denigrated, our corporate hacks, you know, co- corporate media hacks, not a peep out of them. Not a peep 
out of them. I'll give you an example about how wonderful capitalism is. And we like here on the Anarchist World this week to keep things up to date. Dick Smith or the Dick Smith Electronic Change. Now I'm going to tell you a little story about theft, about legalised theft. Because you've got to remember all these wonderful corporate giants who don't pay any tax do it legally. It's the same with the Dick Smith story. Now I'm going to tell you a little story to bring tears to your eyes. Well, maybe not tears, maybe laughter or mirth. In 1982, Mr Dick Smith sold his electronic change to Woolworths for $25 million. He wanted to do other things, and good luck to Dick Smith. At least he attempts, attempts to raise public issues, unlike most other, you know, corporate Australians. So in 1982, the Dick Smith you know, electronic stores were sold for 20, $25 million to Woolworths. Now, Woolworths ran these stores to 2011, and they really never took off. A little bit grungy, a little bit nerdy, you know. They really didn't actually, hadn't been packaged correctly. And in 2001, sorry, 2011, get your facts right, Toscano. In 2011... Woolworths sold the Dick Smith Empire, its Dick Smith Empire, to a property, a private equity firm called Anchorage Capital Partners. You like that? Anchorage Capital Partners. That's a private equity firm. In other words, these are corporations which uh, buy corporations or buy businesses, tart them up, and the key word is tart, load them with debt, and then float them on the stock market. Now remember, they bought the Dick Smith electronic chain for $150 million in 2011. In January 2014, two years ago, they floated the Dick Smith Electronic Company. And what that means is they asked the public to buy shares. Now, these shares were directed mainly at mum and dad investors. And what's a mum and dad investors? Well, they're idiots, right? They're idiots who think that they can borrow money in a, in a significant proportion of cases, invest in the stock market, and with Australia's friendly investment laws, make a buck. Now, most of the large stockbroking companies in this country said to their mum and dad investors, brackets, idiots, that this is a good buy. Now, remember, this is a company that had been tarted up by the private equity firm Anchorage Capital Partners, who made a profit of over $400 million within three years or two and a half years of purchasing that company. Right? And they made that profit by laden the government, the company, with debt and stripping it of its infantry. Now, within the last few months, 
people have begun to realise that they've been sold a lemon. And obviously, the uh, obviously the share prices dived. It was about two dollars forty. I think it went to about thirty cents. And a few days ago, in the last forty-eight hours, the company has put into liquidation, which means that an outside company comes in, attempts to refloat and resell the company, or actually strip it. And who are the losers? Who are the unsecured creditors? No. It's not the big banks who put the company into liquidation because they are secured debtors. It's the consumer. And more importantly, it's that mum and dad investor. You know, the idiots who took the advice of these stockbroking firms, brought into Dick Smith Electronics and now find they will receive not one cent for their investment. This is a rip-off. It is a 100% rip-off. Where's ASIC? Where are the regulatory authorities which are supposed to be there to prevent this type of stuff happening? They don't exist. And that's the beauty of capitalism. I mean, corporate capitalism or capitalism is about one thing, creating ever-increasing profits for your shareholders irrespective of the human, social and cultural costs. And if it means cutting your mum and dad investors at the knees to suit your corporate mates, well, so be it. End of story. Okay. Now, I know the theme today has been me carrying on about these corporate media hacks being denigrated and the response to it. Now, I don't know if you remember Mr Dyson Hayden or retired... Chief, not Chief, just retired High Court Judge Dyson Hayden. Now, Mr Hayden, a man who's dubious credibility after it was found that he was going to speak at a uh, Liberal Party function while uh, being the head of the uh, Royal Commission into Union Corruption, inverted commas. Now, Mr Hayden used some very strong language and I didn't see the corporate-owned media and the government guild at ABC getting in a huff. And he called union officials, he called some union officials, at least he used the word some, louts, thugs, bullies, thieves and perjurers. Hmm? See, the important thing, if you're going to have corporate capitalism reign supreme, is... You don't want any opposition. I mean, you can have idiots like me go off because, see, nobody listens to the anarchist world this week, obviously. I mean, we don't have thousands of people at our rallies, do we, about the excesses of corporate capitalism, and I'll talk about those rallies in a minute. But what you need to do is you need to criminalise dissent. I mean, we see how the... Saudi authorities deal with dissenters, they cut off their heads. End of story. Bingo, bingo. Well, we haven't reached that phase in here, but what we need to do is we need to, we need to, um, you know, criminalise dissenters in the public mind. Now, here we are. The trade union movement 
which like any other movement or any other any corporation has, a, has its bad eggs, whose main responsibility has been to improve the lives of the people they represent over generations, now being held up as criminals. It's the whole trade union movement. We see Mr Turnbull, he's getting a few cracks in his uh, Teflon armour. The trouble when Teflon cracks, it falls off, and then you've got Tony barking around the corner. So we've got Mr Turnbull, you know, carrying on about how we need all these laws. And Mr Hayden, or I should say retired Chief or Justice Hayden, give the man his dues. I won't call him a perjurer, lout, fug, bully or thief, although I've got my own personal opinions which I'll keep to myself. You know, it's quite happy to criminalise every trade union member in this country because he said that they've only discovered the tip of an enormous corruption iceberg. The tip, the little tip, you know, 45 officials they're able to point a finger at. A few will have, you know, criminal charges laid against them. 45, but it's just the tip. There's tens of thousands of the thugs out there. So the idea is you criminalise your opponents in the public mind. There's that word, public, P-U-B-L-I-C. You criminalise the trade union movement. You make people think they're just a bunch of thugs, louts, bullies, thieves and perjurers. Each and every one of them. Think about it. And then there's people like you and me. Beyond the pale. You know what the pale was? It's a paling fence which the British authorities built around Dublin to keep thugs like you out of Dublin, keep the Irish out of Dublin. You wouldn't want too many Irish in British Dublin, would you? So so you criminalise dissenters. You criminalise them. You marginalise them. You push them to the limits. And that's what it's about. So we need to remember one thing. We only need to remember one thing in 2016. We are the people we've been waiting for. Don't expect that the government of the day is going to do your job for you. They've got enough trouble keeping their corporate mates happy to worry about the people they represent in Parliament. Don't expect the corporate-owned media and the government guild at ABC to do your job for you. Because if we want change, even minor reform, we are the people we've been waiting for. And don't forget, and don't forget, and this is the beauty of it, this is the beauty of it, don't forget that it doesn't matter what colour you are, it doesn't matter whether you have religious beliefs or not, It doesn't matter what your sexuality is. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your age is. You're all fodder. That's right, fodder. Consumer fodder for the corporate sector. And to see people 
fighting among themselves while those on the most ridiculous issues, while those who own the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication, who continue to enrich themselves by one, exploiting those they, you know, provide services for and employ, and more importantly, removing gains that we've had. Could you imagine big industrial affairs election, federal election, penalty rates? Isn't it extraordinary? Who are they going to remove penalty rates from? Hmm? Hospitality workers? Retail workers? Who make up the majority of hospitality workers and retail workers? Women. Where's the news corporation, you know, sisters, the media hacks, you know, raising this issue? It's not there because it doesn't suit them, does it? Where were they when Julia Gillard was being pilloried in the most obnoxious ways by large segments of the corporate-owned media and the government girl at ABC? Where were they? Missing in action, MIA. So when it comes to important issues, they will be missing in action. But when it comes to peripheral issues, they'll be out there at the front doing the fighting. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Uh, if you want to ring us, 0439 395 489. Leave a pleasant message and I'll get back to you. Leave an unpleasant message and I may even get back to you, but usually you don't leave a number. You can email me at anarchistage at yahoo.com, anarchistage at yahoo.com. You can write to me at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can look at the website, anarchistmedia.org, anarchistmedia.org. Okay, now, I can talk till the cows come home, I can talk under wet concrete, but I think what's important is in 2016, we need to have things there. Organise events to get people motivated. Because it doesn't matter how much, how many clicks you do on your computer, how many tweets you send out, how many witty comments we make, it doesn't really matter because the only thing they understand is feet on the streets. That's what they understand, feet on the streets. And as I said before, with public interest before corporate interests, membership is growing and we'd like to have maybe a 1,000 members within the next two to three months and maybe 2,000 because the issue we are raising is fundamental, fundamental, central to the type of society we are, the type of society we want to become. Fundamental. I mean, I could go on about the 400 people that own more than 80% of the world and 80% of the world's population. I could go on about the fact that, you know, 95% of all the profits that have been made in, since the Great Depression have gone to 1% of society. I could go on about that. But what's the point if, that, if the other 99% are not willing to do anything about it? So we need to look at ourselves and look at the type of situation we find ourselves in. Because as I've been saying over the last few weeks, we have four classes in Australian society. Four classes. Forget about your old definitions. Forget about them. Forget about them. Four classes. You've got the corporate class. 
and their CEOs, about 1% of the population, they're doing exceptionally well, exceptionally well, not just financially, but in terms of dictating to parliamentarians what legislation should be put through parliament, like removing penalty rates, like passing individual pieces of legislation, you know, to remove individuals from the trade union movement. Yeah, that was one of Dyson Hayden's recommendations, that the parliament legislate to remove particular individuals from the trade union movement. How extraordinary. How extraordinary. What an intelligent human being. Maybe if I was a high court judge, I'd be as intelligent as he is. They tell me he's a great, intelligent gentleman. Well, it's good to know that. Maybe one day. One day I'll become a high court judge and cows will fly. Well, you never know these days about cows flying. But getting back on a more serious note. So you've got your corporate class. We all know about them, the one percenters. And I'm not talking about outlaw motorbike gangs. At least they've got some ethics, you know, in comparison to the uh, corporate one percenters whose major responsibility is to uh, increase their power and wealth. Then you've got... The 1% is Praetorian Guard, a new class, a new bourgeoisie that has actually been created in Australia since 1975. And it's been created through the passage of legislation which allows anybody with the capacity to borrow or disposable income to become an investor. We have the investment class. And about 15% of Australians are now, 15 to 20% are now part of the great investment class. And the beauty about being part of the investment class is you can be a wage slave. You can actually be a, a small business person. You can actually be a well-paid worker from the, you know, the, the, the uh, traditional working class. And there are many well-paid workers. But as long as you've got access to funds, whether they're borrowed or your own, and you're able to invest and buy that second home or buy those shares, Dick's, a.k.a. Dick Smith Electronics, you can become part of the Praetorian Guard for the corporate classes. You can talk at the barbecue, you know, in your backyard and your dinner parties. You can rattle on about the shares you own, how much money you've made, are you going to make, and most of all about the tax deductions you can claim. Now, remember, I was at a uh, public meeting, yes, a public meeting organised by public interest before corporate interest in Frankston, Melbourne, I think it's two months ago. And Mr Bruce Bilson, uh, the member for Dunkley, the federal member for Dunkley, who's retiring at the next federal election, was there, and uh, he made a very important point. And it's interesting. It's, It's fascinating. It just shows you how effective... These tax minimi- legal tax minimisation uh, rorts are. He said that of the one million people who own a second home, not one home, who own a second home, of that one million people, of that one million people who own a second home, that their ev- average income is between thirty and fifty thousand dollars. I went, wow. You can have, you can earn thirty to fifty thousand dollars, and you can go to the bank and I'll give you money for a, a home, let alone a second home, and, on, and then the penny dropped. 
you know, me being an idiot and a bit slow, it takes a while for the penny to drop. And then the penny dropped. Obviously, they only have twenty, thirty to 50000 income because of all the legal tax minimisation lurks the investment class, the new bourgeoisie, can use. So we've got well-paid tradesmen, well-paid dock workers, talking about their investments. And they're part of the investment class. And that's the beauty Retirees and their super self-funded retirement funds, part of the investment class. Then you've got the drudges, the working class, people like me, the working class, the drudges, the 50 to 60% of society who are pay-as-you-earn taxpayers or run small businesses that don't employ labour, you know, the working class, the people who pay taxes in this country, the working class, wage earners. And they're the ones at the pointy end of the stick, aren't they? They're the ones we need to remove all those wonderful things that our predecessors won for us. Holiday pay, sick leave, holiday loadings. You you don't get them anymore, holiday loadings. I remember when I had my first job in a foundry and I got a holiday loading, I couldn't believe it. Penalty rates. We need to remove all that. Has to be removed has to be removed today, has to be removed, has to be. That's the situation we find ourselves in every day, every day of the, every day of the week, has to be removed. That's the situation. So these are the situations. So what have we got organised? Well, a few events are coming up. Those of you who may have listened to one of the pre-reported programs, just like to remind you of the Tanaminaway Mall Bohina commemoration, which will be held in Melbourne at the corner of Bowen and Franklin Street, opposite the City Baths at midday on Wednesday, the 20th of January. We've got a lot of good news this year. After a 10-year struggle, a major monument will be erected this year to the frontier wars in a major in a major capital city in this country, which is quite extraordinary when you think about it. A major monument will be built to the frontier wars. I mean, this country is great regarding amnesia. I mean, it's great about forgetting what actually happened during the colonisation process. So I encourage you to come. Bring your family. It's still school holidays. Bring the kiddies. It is a child-friendly event. It's important that people remember history. We've got some great guest speakers. And at one o'clock, we'll be walking through the main streets of Melbourne down to the Queen Victoria Market to their last resting place. And it's important that you bring flowers because where, where are they buried? Under the Queen Victoria Markets. I mean, the Tanamanuwa Mōbōhina Commemoration Committee, which was established via the Anarchist Institute in 2008, was established for one very good reason, to turn back the tide, to turn back the tide regarding the denigration of Indigenous people in this country. That's what it was about to turn back that tide.
That's what it was about. Every day, you know, we're involved in those struggles. So join us. And if you can't join us, the first hour of the ceremony will be broadcast via Community Radio 3CR. And if you don't can't access Community Radio 3CR, you can go to the website, 3cr.org.au, and you can give an idea of what this commemoration is all about. Because we need to understand the past... We need to remember the past, sorry, to understand the present and change the future. And to a large degree, the domination of this society by, you know, the corporate world, to a large degree, it's it's related to the fact that we refuse as a people to recognise that this land was built on the blood and bones of people who had lived on this continent for over 60,000 years, whose land was removed, their lives were snuffed out, their cultures were denigrated. And until we recognise this, and that's what the Tanamunawai Mōbōhina commemoration is all about, the fact that two men on the 20th of January 1842 were hung for doing what we have celebrated all year. All year during the centenary of the Anzac landing, we have celebrated people fighting other people's war while we denigrate, ignore those men and women who paid the ultimate price for protecting their lands, their people, their culture, their children, their languages. And that's what this monument is about. It is a template for other radical activists in this country to use to ensure there are as many monuments to the frontier wars in this country as there are monuments to people who've died fighting other people's wars overseas. And public interest before corporate interests. You can join. You can write to Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052 for an application form, if that's all you do. You can leave a message on 0439 395 489. You can go to the website, pibci.net, P-I-B-C-I.net, P-I-B-C-I.net, and uh, download an application form. Do it now. Do it today. As I said before... Whether you're on the electoral roll or not is not important, although we need 500 people on the electoral roll before we can actually apply for registration as a federal political party. But this is not just a group about political parties. On the first Friday of every month, commencing at 4.30pm, if you live in the city of Melbourne, and if you don't live in the city of Melbourne, it doesn't matter where you live, whether it's Udnadatta or Fargaminda, or Bowen, or Griffith, or Esperance, or Port Pirie, you can emulate what we are doing. At 4.30pm, if you live in the city of Melbourne, on the first Friday in February, and I'll talk more about this next week and the week after as we you know, build up to this event, on the first Friday in January, we will meet at Federation Square. And at 5pm, we will march on the first Friday in February, 
to the Herald Sun building at uh, 40 City Road in Melbourne. Not down on the street, but up there, upstairs, on the plaza, outside that building. And we will do this, and we will march during peak hour on the first Friday of every month at, from 5pm to the offices of every one of these 24-carat gold leaners, whether it's Chevron, whether it's Shell, all these people who think that paying tax in this country is a voluntary activity. We will contact them. We will go there to their head office and say, pay your taxes, pull your weight. If you want to be part of this society, pull your weight. And there are, so, it doesn't matter where you live in Australia, you can do exactly the same thing. Because if you're sick and tired like I am, you're sick and tired of these minuscule events, minuscule happenings being front page news, being lead, the lead news item on television, radio, and you know the world wide web, Twitter, you name it. You're sick and tired of that. And you want to see some real activity, you need to remember that we are the people we've been waiting for. And in order to do that, it's not just a matter of voting, it's a matter of being involved in political action which highlights not just what has occurred but the fact that enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's time that we acted as a community. And if those people in this society, you know, who belong to the social security class, the 33% of Australians who rely on social security benefits to survive, and the working class, those people who rely on their wages, who've got no disposable income after their wages, you know, pays their day-to-day bills, then we need to do something about it. I'll give you an example of how bad, how difficult. So first Friday of the month, remember it. I think it's the... Uh, 5th of February, I could be wrong. But if you're in Melbourne, Federation Square, 4.30pm, 5pm, we march off to the Herald and Weekly Times building at 40 City Road, Melbourne. First Friday in March, who knows where we're going to march off to? Who knows? Because they're all headquartered in the Melbourne CBD. That's the beauty if you don't pay tax. You can actually afford rents uh, on the Melbourne CBD. I'll give you another little example. How how things have got in this society. And we're told, you know, it's all hunky-dory, it's all fair. I'll give you an example. Did you know about payday lenders? Well, if you didn't, you would, because they advertise everywhere. Everywhere, payday lenders. So why do people advertise? Why do payday lenders advertise? Well, they advertise, obviously, because there's a profit to be made. I'll give you an example. Now... In the last decade, the payday lending industry has blossomed from $100 million to $1.2 billion. You like that? And they make their money by giving loans to people who find themselves in difficult situations at extraordinary interest and extraordinary charges. Now, there are alternatives. If you do find yourself in a, in a difficult situation, don't go to a payday lender. If you're on a pension... Ring up, and you can get you can get up to a thousand dollars 
up front to deal with the situation. Another option is Good Shepherd Microfinance. I mean, don't go to payday lenders. But the, the thing is, payday lenders are increasing in demand because the banks have washed their hands of providing small loans at reasonable interest rates to ordinary people. So the payday lenders push in. Look, you know, look at Good Shepherd Microfinancing. Minimal interest rates could help you out of the situation. A lot of people do need a bit of cash in a hurry. You've been listening to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program has been streaming live on 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Toscano. I've been hosting today's program. You can write to me at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can leave pleasant and unpleasant messages on 0439 395 489. You can go to the website, anarchistmedia.org. You can email us at anarchistage at yahoo.com. You can go to the PIBC website, uh, pibci.net. You can download an application form. You can always write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Despite stamps going up to $1, we still hopefully we'll still receive letters in 2016. Thank you once again for listening to the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. Go to the website, anarchistmedia.org, have a look at the calendar, look at our events which we've got planned for the next year. Uh, it's important that you become involved. There are a series of events starting with the Tunnelminaway and Marlborough Hena commemoration on the 20th of January. Then we've got the Wednesday Action Group back in action on the first Wednesday of... Uh, February, outside the ABC in Melbourne, 120 to 1.30, South Bank Boulevard in South Bank. Then you've got on that, that same Friday, you've got the uh, the big gathering, Federation Square, and then up to the Herald and Weekly Times building at 40 City Road. So join us, become involved. If you think it's all garbage, well, take a bit more ice, you know, take a few more drugs, take a few more medications, and you'll be all right. But if you want change and you want change in 2016, and you're sick of the garbage, get up out of your chair. Stop being a click activist and become a real activist. Get on the street. Feed on the street. We expect to see you. Thank you once again for listening to the Anarchist World this week. Join us. The more of us out there, the sooner we'll create that new world in our hearts. And remember, we are the people we've been waiting for. That's it for another week. Next week on the Anarchist World This Week, we will talk sweet nothing about something, but I can assure you it won't be about what the corporate-owned media and the government guild at ABC thinks it's news. It'll be about real news happening in real time, real analysis. Join us next week on your local community radio station. Right now. Minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. 10am every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national and international events. Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, Lord, yeah.